You're listening to the Optimize for Impact podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to share with you four simple principles that you can use to lose 10 to 20 pounds and build a leaner, stronger body, all without going on or following a quote-unquote diet. So if this sounds like something that you're interested in, if this is part of your goals for this upcoming three to six months, well then, listen to this episode. Hi, I'm Joseph Olschlager, and what you're about to experience is a brand new approach toward optimizing your health, wellness, and fitness so that you can fully thrive in both business and in life. But get ready, because we're going against industry norms and we're saying no to hacks, shortcuts, fad diets, and tunnel vision on physique and appearance, and saying yes to simple, timeless principles of health and wellness to build a clear, powerful mind, a strong, capable body, and resilient vitality. So you can go get out there and fully pursue your purpose, maximize your impact, and live a deeply fulfilling, satisfying life. Welcome to the Optimized for Impact podcast. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Optimized for Impact podcast. On today's episode, here is the mission. I wanna give you some specific strategies that you can use to lose fat and maintain a leaner body without any specific diet, okay? No diets. We're gonna try to find, I'm gonna show you four ways that you can lose fat, get lean, get healthier, regain energy, feel freaking awesome, without ever going on another diet ever again. That's because diets suck, okay? Diets, and I'm using that in the traditional term, don't usually last. We're talking like paleo, keto, um, carnivore, all the cool, trendy, awesome diets that have come out in the last couple of years. The issue with them is that it's just very hard to ever stick to a diet. And we know, if you listen to this show, or if you're somebody who has some logical sense in your brain, when you actually play it out into the future, you realize that following a diet with some very strict rules of things you can or can't eat oftentimes is going to be something that you just aren't going to stick to for the rest of your life. And if you don't stick to it for the rest of your life, then you won't continue to get the results that you got when you were on that diet. Do you see the problem there? And so that's the issue with main diets is that when you go on them, you change the way you eat, you get results, but then when you go off them, when you go back to like your regular life or the way of eating that you enjoy, oftentimes you lose the results you got because results come from the things that you do in the day-to-day, not the things you do for only 12 weeks, right? So on this show, we're going to toss away the diet idea. We're going to say no more. We're never going on another uh, fad diet for fat loss, right? And instead, we're going to build a lifestyle. We're going to strategically choose a couple habits or a couple principles that I'm going to share today that I can incorporate into my lifestyle so I can get the results I want. And it's just from the way I live. Like I'm not ever on a diet. I'm never having to like be miserable for three months. No more, Okay. This is going to be the way to automate the results you want just from your day-to-day diet. So if you're in for that, let's go. This is going to be very simple. It's going to be very straightforward, and we're not going to ever cut out carbs again, okay? 
you like that, do that, because I do, then let's go on to this thing. Okay, number one principle you have to know when you're looking to lean out and lose fat is you have to be in a caloric deficit, okay? Straight across the board, that what that comes down to is you just have to be eating less energy than you use, okay? So for example, if your body uses 2,000 units of energy and you only eat 1,700 units of energy, then there's that 300 unit disparity. And when you need that 300 units of energy to do all the things you do in the day, your body has to pull that from reserves that you have on your body. And that's gonna be fat and that's gonna be muscle, okay? So if you do this right, you're going to use that 300 units of energy is gonna come from fat, okay? And that's the power of the caloric deficit. There is no way around this. There is no hormone hack, none of that stuff. Like it ultimately comes down to you have to be in a caloric deficit. Now, there are a million and one ways to get in a caloric deficit, right? To use more energy than you eat. And this is why every diet out there works. Because every diet can put you in a caloric deficit. It can put you in a place where you eat less food than your body uses, thereby using fat to make up the difference. But as we talked about before, the ultimate trick here is to figure out a way that you can lose the fat and keep it off while living a lifestyle and eating foods that you enjoy, okay? Not a diet phase, literally just your day-to-day lifestyle. That's what we're looking for. Now, moving into the bottom part of the show, I wanna give you four timeless principles you can leverage to lose 10 to 20 pounds and keep it off without a diet. Now I say timeless principles because these are not so much food rules or opinions as much as they are principles that have always stuck around through the last hundred years of science. These have never changed. Okay. And no one's going to argue that these matter and these are important. So opinions aside, all the don't eat carbs, eat carbs, eat a lot of fat, don't eat fat, right? throwing all the opinions out and we're just sticking to four timeless principles that I'm going to give to you right now. Okay. Principle number one, eat enough protein. This one is foundational. Now, why is eating enough protein so important for losing 10 to 20 pounds and keeping it off? Number one, protein out of all the macronutrients, protein, carbs, and fats, protein is very, very filling. So it keeps you feeling full for much longer. Now, when you feel full for more hours of the day, you naturally will just eat fewer calories. You're going to eat less food because you don't feel hungry. You're not going to feel snackish, right? And so the benefit of eating more protein, getting enough protein in your day, is it'll reduce the amount of calories that you eat, which will most likely start begin to push you toward being in that caloric deficit. That's the magic of protein. Is it just like pushes you or um, like subconsciously moves you toward eating less food throughout the day, which you need to do in order to be in a caloric deficit. Now, the protein also has another benefit and that is that it promotes building lean mass or muscle, right? Now, muscles 
aside from being awesome, because they are literally the thing that gives us the freedom to live an awesome life, right? You have the strength, the endurance, the capacity to get out there and do cool things with your body, right? So muscles are awesome for just living a kick-ass life, but they also are great for maintaining a leaner body because they use more calories to maintain, okay? And so protein, along with lifting, which we'll talk about here in a second, can maintain your muscle mass, which allows you to burn more calories because more muscle means your body naturally needs more calories, as well as eating enough protein makes you less snackish, keeps you hungry for longer, which leads to you eating fewer calories. So it's really a win-win, okay? Now, how do we eat enough protein? Here's a very simple back-of-napkin way to make sure that you're getting enough protein for most of your needs. Now, the easiest solution is to eat 0.8 to 1 gram per pound of protein for your body weight. Now, that sounds like a nasty formula, but here's all that that means. If I weigh 180 pounds, then I'm going to eat 180 pounds or 180 pounds of protein, 180 grams of protein that day. That's a one-to-one, one gram per pound of body weight. Now, you, if that's a lot of protein and you prefer to eat less, what you can do is you can take your body weight and you can multiply it by 0.8 to get to that lower end of the spectrum. So for example, if I'm 182 pounds, I'm gonna multiply that, I'm gonna show you on the phone, by 0.8, which will give me a goal of about 145 grams of protein per day. So I can have that window now. My goal is to eat between 145 up to 180 grams of protein a day. And that's really simple. Now I do that most days. And here are just some ways that I easily break that down with my meals. For breakfast, I'm eating a couple eggs, like two eggs and three to four ounces of ground beef. Usually stir fry it up with some veggies, maybe some shredded potato. And I have like a breakfast hash. And that those eggs and the ground beef give me about a third of the protein I want. Now, for lunch and dinner, I'm eating between three to eight ounces of some type of lean meat, chicken breast, some type of steak, some type of fish. Um, I mix and match, but it's usually about three to eight ounces of protein per meal. So that's like one to two servings of protein per meal. Fairly, fairly generous portions of protein, but that's how I get my protein targets. That keeps me full, gives me enough protein. Now for snacks, like post-workout, or if I'm just hit a point in the afternoon, where I'm like, man, I'm hungry and I could use some more protein. Then I reach for a cup of Greek yogurt. I'll reach for like a can of sardines. I'll reach for a scoop of protein powder, etc. Those are all ways that I can easily get my protein, that 0.8 to 1 gram per pound, of body weight through my meals and through snacks. And that's it, okay? So eat enough protein is principle number one. It keeps you full for longer and when combined with resistance training can help you maintain lean muscle mass. Now, eat enough veggies and fruits. This is number two, eat enough veggies and fruits. Why do veggies and fruits help with maintaining a leaner body and losing fat? Here's the thing. Veggies and fruits are very high volume foods and they generally have a lower energy density, which is a fancy way of saying 
that for being a big food, as in they take up a lot of space on your plate or they take up a lot of space in your stomach, they have fewer calories than other foods, such as ice cream, right? Ice cream is takes up a very small space and it has a ton of calories in that space. A bunch of spinach, on the other hand, takes up a ton of space, but it has very few calories, right? And so the beauty of this, similar to protein, is that eating more fruits and vegetables naturally make you again feel more full because they literally take up space inside your stomach. So your body has two ways of determining hunger. One is physical space. It feels your stomach stretch from the amount of food you have in there. That's one way your body tells you like, okay, we're good. The second way is it seems to be able to determine energy density. So how many calories you've eaten. So vegetables and fruits are great at triggering that first stimulus of like, hey, I'm full and I'm going to stay full because there's a lot of food in my body by taking up a lot of space. And so the easiest way to eat enough fruits and vegetables, a very, again, back of napkin approach is to shoot for eating four to eight fist sized servings of fruits and vegetables a day. So take your hand, ball it into a fist, and that is your gauge. As you look at that fist from wrist up, that is the size of portion that you're looking for when dishing up or eating fruit and vegetables. And the goal is to get between rough measure four to eight of those servings a day. This is going to allow you to not only get a ton of amazing vitamins, minerals, nutrients that are going to make you feel awesome, right? Increase your energy, increase your alertness, all those amazing things. But that volume from those fruits and vegetables will allow you to feel more full, stay full for more longer, which will help you eat fewer calories during the day because you're not going to be as snackish. You're not going to be as hungry or peckish. And then eating fewer calories a day, again, most likely will help put you in that caloric deficit, which you need in order to lose fat and maintain a leaner body. Okay. So here are some quick ideas. Here's how I get my four to eight fists of fruits and veggies a day with breakfast. I'm kind of weird here, but Hey, weird is I, here's the thing. I don't eat normal meals, normal from American standards, because I don't want to live a normal life. So Alex Hormozzi says something very similar. One of my heroes, he says he doesn't do normal things because he doesn't want a normal life. And so I'm like, well, I'm not going to eat normal things because I don't want a normal life. Okay. So for breakfast, I don't eat breakfast cereal. I don't eat like pancakes. Usually here's what I typically eat for breakfast. I eat some type of hash. So it's shredded potato, chopped up vegetables with ground beef, eggs, and some hot sauce on top. So it comes out with this kind of cool breakfasty hash if you have potatoes in there, but I'm getting vegetables and lean protein in at the same time. And so I will often shred up almost every single morning. I eat this right now. Uh, about a fifth size portion of chopped cabbage and a fifth size portion of chopped onion. I saute those in with the uh, potatoes, top it with the ground beef and eggs, and it makes an incredible breakfast. Give it a try if you haven't. And then for snacks during the day, I always have things like apples, oranges, um, cucumbers, carrots, tomatoes, like cherry tomatoes around that I can easily snack on. That's another way to nickel and dime my four to eight fists of vegetables. And then for lunch and dinner, I just try to have a vegetable or fruit with it. So, um, 
an easy meal is just make a big salad that gets so many portions of veggies. It's filling tons of nutrients and I'll often for lunch or dinner, just eat a big salad, put some meat on it. You can eat some carb on the side, but that just gets you your vegetables very simply. And then with dinners or lunches that I'm not eating something like a massive salad, uh, just easily stir frying some veggies or steaming some vegetables, thawing some frozen vegetables, um, opening a can of veggies. There's so many ways you can just literally add them on as a side. And that's what I do. That helps keep me full. Uh, it gives me the nutrients I need to feel amazing. And that's one of my strategies for maintaining a leaner body. Okay. So we've talked about protein vegetables and the gist with those two was essentially eating those types of foods because they make you feel more full. They're going to keep you feeling for fuller longer. They're going to reduce cravings. They're going to reduce the urge to snack so that you eat fewer calories while feeling full, while not feeling hungry and feeling deprived. And that'll trend you toward being in a caloric deficit, which will allow you to lose fat and keep it off. Super simple, right? There's no diet here, right? We're not avoiding carbs. We're not avoiding any types of foods. We're not cutting out sugar or any of those other things that people say you have to do or should do. Not at all. You're just eating enough protein and you're just eating more fruits and vegetables. That's it. And that can be enough to begin to get you some pretty rad results. No diets, no nothing, just eating foods that you like. Okay. Now we're going to talk about, we're going to pivot away from food. And the last two principles here are deal with exercise and recovery. So number three, resistance training. Now back in the protein section, we talked about how protein can help build muscle and maintain your lean muscle mass with the combination of resistance training. So resistance training, what, what is it? So now resistance training, there's really like two types of training. If we're being really simple, there's resistance training and there's cardiovascular training. As we all know, cardiovascular training is more about moving the body. Okay. So running, biking, walking, swimming, hiking, um, jumping, all those things, dancing. Okay. Those are more cardiovascular. It's more of a time-based lower intensity, and you're just doing it for time. You're moving your body through time. Cardio is amazing for the brain. It's amazing for your heart, your body, your endurance, um, your capacity and your capability. It's awesome. I love cardiovascular training, but there is something magical to resistance training when it comes to fat loss. Okay. And so resistance training is moving weight. It can be anything from weightlifting with a barbell, you know, doing weighted squats, doing deadlifts, doing uh, bent over rows, any of those like the bench press, right? Uh, it can be body weight. It can be doing air squats, just squatting with, uh, with no weight. It can be doing push-ups. It can be doing pull-ups. It can be working against resistance bands. So like more of a Pilates style workout, anything where you're pushing or pulling weight or putting your muscles under tension, that is resistance training. There is some crossover, definitely, like some gray area between resistance training and cardiovascular training, but we're gonna talk about resistance training and the unique benefits it has when it comes to fat loss. Okay, so resistance training, between cardio and resistance training, they have different stimulus in the body. So those two different types of exercise trigger different metabolic and hormonal pathways in the body after doing those different types of exercise. And resistance training releases specific protein factors 
and specific uh, hormones and endocrines that lead to building muscle mass and maintaining muscle mass. Those types of muscle uh, metabolites and factors that you don't get released as much with cardio training. And these metabolites, when they tell the body to create muscle or save muscle, that is extremely useful when you're in a caloric deficit because your body, as we talked about at the start, if you need 2,000 units of energy and you only eat 1,700 and there's this 300 unit of energy deficit that your body has to use from your own body stores, your brain and body is not always very smart, we're going to say, with where it gets that energy. Sometimes it'll pull it from stored fat, which is what we want, right? Yay. But sometimes it'll pull it from stored muscle, which is not what we want, okay? Resistance training, specifically those endocrines and protein factors that are released when you do resistance training, tell your body essentially to save your muscle. Don't pull energy from muscles. We need those. Instead, pull it from fat. So that's a very, very specific and powerful reason why everyone recommends to do resistance training and focus on resistance training when you're trying to lose fat because it is the type of exercise that actually tells your body to not use your muscle and instead burn fat. Cardio does not do that as well. People who uh, do primarily cardio-based exercise when trying to lose fat typically actually see a lot more muscle mass lost. So some of the weight they're losing isn't fat, it's muscle, which is not what we want. So resistance training is one of the most powerful ways to maintain your muscle and actually tell your body to specifically lose fat. Doesn't have to be complicated. There's not necessarily a type of resistance training that is better than others. You just want to be putting your muscles in tension, pushing, pulling, lifting some type of weight to tell your body to save the muscle and burn fat instead. Now, I am not a personal trainer, um, so I am not able to give like specific lifting advice when it comes to technique, but I will point you toward some amazing free resources that you can use to find some good resistance training programming and some videos you can follow along with. My number one recommendation is Nike has an app called the Nike Training Club. It is an app that is full of a ton of different free workouts, body weight, uh, mobility, some yoga stuff, some high intensity stuff, and it's all based on, or most of it's based on resistance training movements. It's free, it's incredible, you can follow the instructors, you can watch them, so you can make sure you're doing the form right, and it's just amazing. So I'll link that app in the show notes below, and you can use it to get some free training in. Okay, so we've talked about protein, we've talked about fruits and veggies, and we've talked about resistance training. Again, these are all non-diet approaches to losing 10 to 20 pounds, keeping it off, and having a leaner body. Now, here's the last principle we're going to talk about in this show today, and that is sleep. So recovery. We've talked about food. We've talked about movement. Now we're going to talk about the third kind of like piece of the triangle of vitality, which is recovery. So with sleep, there are two things we can do. We can sleep more or we can sleep better. Why does sleep help with fat loss? Three reasons 
why sleeping more or sleeping better will help you lose fat and keep it off. Number one is that when you get enough sleep, when you feel rested, this actually reduces cravings for high-calorie snack foods. Now, when you have low amounts of sleep, when you are not sleeping enough, it actually increases the hunger hormone in your body called ghrelin. Ghrelin is the hormone that tells you snack time, cheese it sound good, Oreos sound good, um, that chocolate bar sounds good. You're naturally going to gravitate toward things that have high energy because you're tired. Your body does not always know the difference, can always tell the difference between feeling tired from low energy, like I literally need to eat food, or feeling tired from low sleep, okay? So oftentimes, a bunch of the cravings, the snack problem can actually come from just not sleeping enough. You're not recovering enough. Your body's tired, and your body doesn't know, is that because we're starving or is that because we're not sleeping well enough? We're not recovering enough from the day's stresses. So we're gonna hack that. We're gonna reverse that and make sure that isn't a problem by sleeping more. You sleep more, you get better restorative sleep. It'll help lower that ghrelin, that hunger hormone release, which will help you, again, not eat as much snack food. Reason number two sleep helps is you'll naturally feel more like moving your body or getting some exercise in, right? Between the hours of um, when I sleep eight hours versus when I sleep four hours, the days I sleep eight hours, I feel so much more like getting out, exercising, moving, lifting, running, et cetera. The days I just sleep four hours, I have a poor night of sleep, I don't feel like moving at all. And maybe you feel the same, right? So that will naturally make you feel more like moving your body, which is important as we talked about with resistance training. Finally, sleeping more, sleeping better, it'll lower the perceived effort of doing the healthy behaviors that you're trying to do in order to get the results you want. So our brain is so amazing and it's so complex, but when you're tired, when you're under-recovered, there's this perceived effort that you feel. It's this friction. It's this procrastination. It's this low motivation. And when you're tired, you're going to feel more of that. You're going to feel less motivated. You're going to like not have the desire, the energy, the mojo. You're not going to be as excited about the changes you're trying to make. And all of those things make, they increase the effort. They increase that friction barrier that often keeps you back from doing the actions that you want to do. And so sleeping more removes that. It lowers that perceived effort. It makes it feel like it's easier to make the healthy food, to get out for that walk, to do that 20-minute lifting session. And that's powerful. While perceived effort and things like motivation are not the end-all, be-all of our, of our behavior making or behavior change, anything you can do to make taking the right step easier and feel more simple is vital. And so sleeping more, being better recovered is just going to help reduce some of that friction to do the things that you want to do. Now, here are two ways that you can sleep more or sleep better. So we're going to start out talking about sleeping more. A simple goal is just to try to increase how much you're sleeping by 15 to 30 minutes a night. Nothing crazy here, right? We're just going to try to bump it up a little bit. And here's a good way to do that. 
you set a goal bedtime. And so when setting a goal bedtime, when we're trying to add an extra 15 to 30 minutes of sleep into your day, the best way to start is to go to when you wake up. Most of us wake up at the same time. If that's our wake up times, typically our alarms for work or responsibilities, typically are much more set than when we go to bed. So you start with when you wake up. And I typically get up right now at 6 a.m. So we'll use me as an example. 6 a.m. Okay, so I know, hey, my alarm goes off at 6 a.m. That's when my body wakes up. So now, when am I going to sleep? I'm going to reverse engineer when I'm going to sleep. So if I want to get, let's say, seven hours of sleep, I have to know that I at least have to be in bed at 11 p.m. Okay, because 11 to 6 is seven hours. Now, I also know it takes me a little while to get to sleep. Okay, there's this thing called sleep efficiency, like how much time are you actually in bed versus how much time are you actually sleeping? Because it takes many of us naturally 15 to 20 minutes to actually fall asleep. It's a pretty normal time span. So knowing that, I'd say, okay, let's give myself a half hour window to fall asleep. That means I want to be in bed at least at 10.30 p.m. now. And then I'll say, hey, if I want to add an extra 15 to 30 minutes to what I'm normally getting per night, then that means I'd want to be in bed, lights out, between 10.15 and 10 p.m. And there it is. That's all it takes. Start with your wake-up time. Reverse engineer how many hours you want to get or are getting. And then add 10 to 30 minutes to that time. And doing that is going to massively help make you feel more recovered, more energetic, and reduce your cravings and reduce your hunger signals during days that you normally were worn out and fatigued. Now, that's how you can get more. If more isn't practical for you, sometimes it's schedules are tricky and it's like, I literally just can't sleep more. Then what you can try to do is try to sleep better. So the time that you are sleeping, we can make it more restorative. And so you may feel better even without adding more sleep into that. There's some really, really simple ways to sleep better. Number one tip is blackout curtains. Having a dark room increases the melatonin secretion in your brain. Melatonin is one of those hormones that puts you to sleep and keeps you asleep. So a dark room is so much better at allowing you to get into sleep and stay asleep than a room with light. So anything from street lights, um, lights of charging devices in your room, any of those things can reduce some of the quality of your sleep. So blackout curtains to cut out any light from outside, absolute game changer. Number one thing I recommend across the board. Number two is a white noise machine. Now, I use a box fan. It's really simple. I know some white noise machines or apps can be purchased or downloaded on your phone. I often just use a fan put it by my bed, turn it on low, and having that nice low-level sound can, again, help me get to sleep quicker. It can help me stay asleep because it cuts out those random weird noises that you may hear during the night that may wake you up or bother your quality of sleep. And then finally, the last sleep better hack, this is a huge one for me, is to leave your cell phone outside your room at night. Charge it somewhere else in the house. Cell phones Studies have shown even just having a phone in the room can keep your brain on higher alert. Your brain knows it's there. 
because we're back, we're practically like attached to the hip with these anyways, right? Like we always have our phones on us. We're always touching our phones. We're always like opening them, right? It's like the pandemic of the modern age is like the relationship with our smartphone. Well, here's the thing. When it's just in the room, when it's actually in the room, your brain knows it's there and you are much less likely to get into a deep sleep because your brain is constantly like going to be moving back toward your phone, thinking about your phone, knowing your phone's there. Should we grab the phone, right? Even while you're sleeping, it's this crazy thing. And so studies have shown that you get better quality sleep if you charge your phone outside your bedroom. So do that. Now, the number one complaint or objection I get when I recommend that is people say like, well, that's my alarm. Like I need it to wake up in the morning. Here's what I recommend doing. Buy an alarm clock. You can get a cheap one off Amazon for like $5, $6, or you can do what I did and invest in about a $40 alarm clock that has a natural wake up. It has like a, a light on it that stimulates sunlight. So you can wake up more naturally to your circadian cues of sunlight in your bedroom. Even with the windows, the blackout curtain shut, you can stimulate or recreate a sunrise wake up with this alarm clock. I feel so much better when I wake up to gradual increasing light than I do to a loud alarm clock. And so the hack here is, and I'll, I'll put the, I'll link the alarm clock I personally use and love in the show notes and you can look at it. But the beauty here is having an alarm what that you can dim the lights on so you don't have the light from the um, numbers or the backdrop on the alarm clock will allow you to make your room darker, allow you to get your cell phone out of the room because you now have an alarm clock. And the bonus is if you buy one of the sunrise, lies, or the sunrise light alarms, then you can wake up in a more of a natural, restful, relaxing way than to the harshness of an alarm. But this alarm clock that I'm gonna recommend also has an alarm. So if you do need to make sure you wake up at a certain time, you can still set an alarm and your phone is not in your room so you get better quality sleep. Okay. To recap, in this show, we talked about four principles, timeless, unchanging principles, not opinions, of health, wellness, and fitness that you can use to lose 10 to 20 pounds without dieting. Because diets suck, and we want to actually get results and keep them, and diets almost never do that. So the habits are eat enough protein, eat more fruits and vegetables, resistance train, and sleep a little bit more or sleep a little bit better. Now, if you want to get reach your body comp goals, things that you want to do as easily and quickly as possible, I am just getting ready to open the doors for the first time for my program called the Lean Operating System, where I'm gonna show you a simple, simple step-by-step -step approach, leveraging the principles we just talked about to allow you to lose weight, maintain weight, build muscle, whatever your goal is, and in this program, I'll show you exactly how much to eat, easy ways to do that so that you can get your body comp goals, keep them without going on any diets. If that sounds interesting. If you're like, yeah, I want this to be the year the foundational program is going to start. It's going to have sweet perks for founders, for uh, founding members, such as merch, swag, awesome prices. The link to that will be in the show notes. Put your email address on it if you're interested in getting some epic body comp changes this year without ever doing another freaking diet ever again. Okay, if you have any questions, shoot me a DM on Instagram. It's, I'm at, it's Coach Joseph, it's Coach Joseph. Any questions, comments, ideas for the show, things you'd love to hear about, 
you can reach me there on Instagram. And finally, thank you so much for watching this. Thank you for being a part of the Optimize for Impact community. You are what makes this show really, really fun to produce. And that being said, I will see you next week for another episode of the Optimized for Impact podcast.